Sweet. So, who was at youth last week? So, yeah. Yeah, well, we'll start. So, we looked at hashtag squad goals, right? Squad goals. And what, was, what did we look at in particular? Breakthrough. Can someone say breakthrough? Breakthrough. And so, to quickly summarize, we, we said this. Um, squads of breakthrough. So, there are dreams that belong to us, but it takes a squad to believe the dream, step up, take the risk and got, get what belongs to them, right? That's what we looked at. There's a dream and we got to say, you know, I believe in that dream and I'm going to make it a reality, right? So get the podcast, re-listen to it if you don't remember and that'll be fine. So if you've got your Bible, go to 1 Samuel chapter 10 and we'll look at that shortly. 1 Samuel chapter 10 and that will be fun. So today we're going to be looking at hashtag squad in brackets worship goals. So today we're going to be looking at squad worship goal. So what's a squad goal with worship in it, right? Is that cool? I think that's up there like that. Squad worship goals. So some people think worship is the songs or the karaoke we sing at church, right? Who would think that? Like we think of worship, we think of the karaoke at church. I'm the only one. So but worship is more than just music. And so we will learn from today's message, hopefully, that Worship is powerful in music. Like when we have worship like we did before, that is powerful. But we've got to understand that isn't the only form of worship. So uh, to clarify it, uh, Hebrews 13, 15 says this. Let us offer through Jesus a continual sacrifice of praise. Who, how good was Geordie's 180 today? Very good. Who's, who's read the Vision 180 this morning? Good, Amy has and me. This is what it said this morning. It has a great quote in it. When you're willing to walk away from something you thought you had to have because you love God more, that's called a sacrifice of praise. I'm going to read it again. When you're willing to walk away from something you thought you had to have because you love God more, that's called a sacrifice of praise. And so every time you make a decision to put Jesus first, that's worship. So if you want to know what worship is, it's a sacrifice of praise which is every time you make a decision to go, you know what, I love Netflix, but I want to read my Bible, that's a sacrifice of praise. Every time you want to go, you know what, I'd really, really love to um, sleep in this morning, but you go, you know what, I'm going to get up and pray for 15 minutes, that's a sacrifice of praise. So every time you make a sacrifice of praise, that is worship. Cool? There you go, you've learned something. So, um, but, so, um, uh, worship can be a sacrifice. Another way we worship is by giving gifts. Christmas time, somebody. So in Genesis chapter 4, verses 3 to 4, we're not going to look at it now, but write the note down if you want and you can read it later. There's two brothers. Can some say Cain? And some say Abel. So you may have heard of these guys, but both worship God by giving gifts. And so it says that Cain gave a gift of some of. Can someone say some of? Some of. But Abel gave a gift, the best of. Everyone say, the best of. Look to the person beside you and say, you're a best of. You're a best of. So God, and so then God accepts Abel's gift, but rejects Cain's. So God accepts the best of worship, but rejects a sum of worship. And so we've got to understand that when we worship God, God looks for the best of, not the sum of. The best illustration, you know when you might have a, some chips or something and someone says, oh, can I borrow one of your chips? You give them that, that smidgiest, smallest, little like, not chip crumbs thing. But that's a sum of. When you go, you know what, Piper's asked for a chip, I'm going to find that biggest sucker 
like uh, a whole potato and you give it, that's a best of. And so God looks from us the best of, not the sum of crumb that you think, oh, well, it's the, the bag's empty, right? Cool. So let's get into this week's squad. In 1 Samuel chapter 10, which you're all there, I'm assuming, yes? When I get my string right. And then we're going to read a big section, two verses, 5 to 10. So 1 Samuel 10, 5 to start. I'll stuff it up. 5 to 6. 5 to 6. We ready? So it says this. When you arrive at Gibeah of God, where the garrison of the Philistine is located, you will meet a band of prophets. Can someone say band? Someone say squad. So this is a band. It's a squad, right? Like a band, guitarist, keyboard player. This is a band like that. They're, and they're the squad that we're looking at today. So there was a band of prophets coming down from the place of worship. They will be playing a harp, a tambourine, a flute, a lyre. So not as in a person lying. It's, a, it's, like, a, it's like a harp. Um, and they will be prophesying. At that time, the Spirit of the Lord will come powerfully upon you. And you will prophesy with them. You'll be changed into a different person. Wow, that's pretty cool. Can we pray? All right. Jesus... Speak to us right now. We want to get revelation. We want to get understanding. We want to leave this place better because you've spoken to us. And we thank you that you can speak to us and help us understand what your word is speaking to us. And everyone said, amen, which means we agree. Yes, I'll have some of that. That's what amen means. So today's squad is of an unnamed band, a group of musicians. And so for our context, they are playing drums, guitars, keyboard, and what happens is there's this bloke called Saul that he, who, who knows like Tunarama or like Christmas parades and they have all the floats. It's basically kind of like some truck driving past with a band playing on the back of it. Kind of, that's like how I see it. Like it's like Tunarama, you've got this, 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 this band playing, right? And so Saul has the, the float come past as such and he starts prophesying with the prophets. He starts... He, he has a connection with him, right? And it says this. Um, uh, when he hears a sound, uh, he is touched and the Holy Spirit comes upon him and he's transformed. He becomes a new person. There we go. So when a squad comes together for, for like musical praise and worship, it causes people around them to have an encounter with God. I don't know if you saw that. So there's a band playing their harp, playing their lyre, playing their whatever else instrument is. And then... Saul comes among that band and he then prophesies like them. So when we worship, what is going on? Sorry, you distracted me. Hashtag One Youth SA. All right. So, getting back to it. So, when a squad comes together for musical praise and worship, it causes people around them to have an encounter with God. And you've got to realize when you worship at church, when you worship at youth, your praise has an influence on the people around you. And it says when, they, when those prophets were playing their instruments, the sound, when Saul came into proximity with them, had the Holy Spirit come upon him powerfully. Can I say powerfully? Powerfully, and it changed him. So there might be people in your world, grumpy, come on, in as well, hungry. But when they get to the presence of God through worship, something will shift. And so our worship, when we worship, can shift someone that comes into proximity with us. So that's why worship is powerful. That's why music, uh, when we come together as a squad, we see something powerful happen. So I hope you get this revelation. Worship isn't about you. Your worship affects the people around you. I'm going to say that again. Worship isn't about you. Your worship affects the people around you. 
And so your worship could be the very thing that sets a person next to you free. So I don't know what, what, what's wrong with the person beside you, what makes them good, what makes them bad, but I know the things that are wrong in their life. When you have an encounter of God in worship, that thinking shifts from being depressed and going, oh, I hate my life. I go, you know what? I love my life. I, I have a purpose. I have a future. So we've got to believe that when we worship, we can see a shift for those things to be broken off. And so we're going to look at like another situation that's very similar. So for some context, can anyone say Jericho? Jericho. So Jericho in the Bible is a city that had a big wall around it so no one could get in, right? But here's a problem for Jericho. God had promised that land to the Israelites. So he says, Israelites, Jericho is yours. But then the Israelites are like, okay, like God, you want us to have this land. How are we meant to get rid of this? We're just people. There's big walls there. How can we get rid of the walls to get our land? So then what happens is we'll read, we'll pick it up. And so if you want the full, um, to read it later, it's in Joshua 6, verses 1 to 20. But we're going to read a little bit from Hebrews 11.30. It says this, it was by faith, someone say faith, that the people of Israel marched around Jericho for seven days and the walls came crashing down. Then in Joshua 6.20, when the people heard the sound of the ram's horns, they shouted, someone say shouted, as loud as they could suddenly, someone say suddenly, the walls of Jericho collapsed and the Israelites charged straight into the town and captured it. So we saw that they heard a sound, the Israelites heard the sound, music, and the people shouted with faith. Suddenly, walls came down, and so our praise brings locked things down. So there could be things in your world locking things up, saying, you know what, you cannot enter here, you cannot trespass here. This is a blockage, but when we praise, when we have a shout of faith, we can see those walls coming down. And again, as we saw with Saul, he came into the presence of the band of prophets. He changed the way he was. There's things binding people like uh, job opportunities. But when we have a shout of faith, we go, you know what, enemy, devil, whatever it is causing the blockage, you don't belong here because we have a shout of faith that's going to see that thing coming down. Is that cool? So one youth, is there a squad here that knows how to shout with faith? Are are we a squad here that knows how to shout with faith when we praise? Do we go, you know what, I'm going to shout with faith because I want to see walls coming down. When you hear the music start at youth, do you get your shout of faith on? And and so when we hear the praise worship, there should be something rise up within you that goes, you know what, if he did it for Joshua and the Israelites in Jericho, he can do it for me in my my youth ministry. He can do it for me and my friends. He can do it for me and the walls that are saying, you can't come here, but God, you've promised it to us. As we talked about squads of breakthrough last week. Another one, context. There's a guy called called Paul and Silas, BFFs, friends, buddies, and so they're serving God, and these people get offended at what they're doing, right? And so because they offended these people, the people bash them and chuck them in prison. I know about you, but if I offend someone, I don't want them bashing me and chucking me in prison. And so to full, full context again, if you want to see the full story, go to Acts 16, 16 to 39. But in verses 25 to 26, we'll read that. At around midnight, Josh is sleeping. Wait, sorry. At around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing. Someone say singing. Hymns to God and the other prisoners were listening. Suddenly, everyone say suddenly. There was a massive earthquake and the prison was shaken to its foundations. All the doors immediately flew open and the chains of every prisoner fell off. So they were singing hymns. What's someone's favorite worship song here? Anyone got a favorite worship song? Sean. Gotta give him glory. Uh, that's a bit of a fast one. I like that. Gotta give him glory. Anyone got a favorite like slow song? Anyone? 
Good Grace. So what's your favorite part in Good Grace? Whoa! Whoa! What's the bridge? Yeah, it's going to get rowdy. Oh, yeah. So Paul and Silas are in the prison, and then, and then Joel Houston comes in the background. It's going to get a bit rowdy in here. Let the praise go up as the walls come down. So Paul and Silas are cranking it out, singing beautifully. Next minute, the earth is an earthquake. Prison doors are flying open, chains are breaking, and it's like, freedom! You know what I mean? So like, th- th- a breakthrough, but again, it came because of worship. It came because of praise. And so we've got to understand, um, us, uh, our worship can free the people around you. And so that, they're not even worshipping, they're not even singing, but because we've made the choice to go, you know what, I'm going to worship God, they get set free. And so you've got to realise that. And so there are people here that are chained to things. It could be, as I said before, grumpiness. It could be they're a bully. It could be they, they, they just love being negative. They could be a gossip. I don't know the chains that are chaining the people around us, but our worship could be the very thing that sets them free from that, from that chain, from that prison. And so fear, scared, nervous, all those things, in our worship, we can see it broken off the person beside us. Is that cool? And so let your worship be the thing that sets someone free. And so with our unnamed squad, the band, there was worship, and it allowed Saul to connect with the Holy Spirit. And so like Saul, we get into an environment of faithful worship. Um, we can have the Holy Spirit come upon us. And I, believe, I don't believe the Holy Spirit only comes in worship, but I believe when we're in the atmosphere of worship, just like Saul, it's, it, it allows so much easier, uh, allows us to be a lot more easily connected to the Holy Spirit and what he wants to do in his life. I believe God can touch you in your bedroom, at your school, and Holy Spirit can change you. But I believe there's something special happens in the worship experience where it happens even more so. And so I want to believe for our worship at youth that we can see when we praise and we worship, we can see shifts where people come in grumpy and they go home and their parents are like, what has happened? Saul has changed. He's changed who he is. Something's shifted in his life and he's become a better person. Acts 1.8. This is one of my favorite Bible verses ever. But you will receive power. Can someone say power? When the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And so Saul had the Holy Spirit come upon him, gave him power, and it changed who he was. And so you've got to believe for yourself. You know what, Holy Spirit, I want your power because I want to change what I am. I don't want to have an, a, a, a negative mindset. I don't want to have a gossiping mindset. I, all the things that, that we accept as normal that aren't of God, we've got to go, God, we don't agree with it, and we want the best because we can believe for that. Acts 2, uh, 1-4 says this. On the day of Pentecost... All the believers were meeting together in one place, like one youth. Suddenly again, can someone say suddenly? There was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone, can someone say everyone? Everyone was present, was filled with the Holy Spirit, and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. So it says that everyone was filled. And I believe the Holy Spirit can come upon each and every one of you. It's not just for Liana. It's not just for Cameron and oh, all the way. Oops. No, it says everyone in the building was filled. And I believe the Holy Spirit can come upon you. And it says that, that they, were, they spoke in tongues and other languages. And I believe the prayer language of tongues is a gift for each and every one of you. Not for some, not for one or another. It's for you. And you've got to understand that. You go, you know what? Speaking in tongues, I can have because it gives me power to change who I am. And so I believe it for you. And you've got to, you've got to agree with that. So um, last week, we talked about breakthrough, right? And I said, I don't, 
we, someone could say, John T. could, he doesn't, he could say, I don't like jumping in praise. Mary remembers that? Or it could be Sean might be like, I don't like raising my hands. And I was like, that's true. We might not like jumping. We might like raising our hands. But same with the devil. He doesn't want us raising our hands. He doesn't want us jumping because he knows there's power in our praise. He knows when we give the best of, yeah, I could just sit in church and go, let the praise go up and the walls come down. Or I could be like, no, let the praise go up. Because when I give the best of, something shifts in the atmosphere and I see things break and I see the Holy Spirit move. And so I want to encourage you, you know what? It's time that one year to be a place of best of worship, a place where we see walls in coming down, Holy Spirit coming on people because it has power to make you have a positive influence in your school, in your sport team, in your workplace because that's what we're called to do. We're called to be released to have the kingdom of heaven invade our world, right? So we're going to have a practical explanation of this, right? So can everyone stand up? And we're going to come down the front. So who knows heaven on earth? We're singing it before. This is heaven on earth. And so come down the front, come down, circle down, circle down, circle down, circle down. So, so we've been talking about having a best of praise, a, a, a sacrifice where, where your praise can shift something. Now, I don't know what we're going through, but we're going to sing heaven on earth again, and we're going to give a best of praise. So if you've never jumped before, I encourage you to jump. Give a best of. If you've never clapped before, I encourage you to clap, because I believe that something shifts, and, and we are a squad that says, you know what, breakthrough is coming, and we can believe for it. Is that cool? And we might even see tongues of fire.